Hello, Conscious Coaching Podcast. My name is Lauren Bentley, and I am your host. And today we have interview number four for the Witchy Women theme of October. And today's featured witchy woman is Rachel Klein. You can find her on Instagram under Ms. Sweet Pea. Rachel is a holistic life coach. She specializes in women's sexuality and embodiment. She's also a pleasure mentor and a creator of magic. Rachel is somebody who 100% walks her walk and talks her talk. She takes her own medicine and you can feel it even just conversing with her, even conversing with her through Zoom conferencing for this podcast. She is one of my most favorite women I've ever stumbled upon on Instagram. I mean, I think I say that about every woman that I bring on this podcast uh, because there's obviously a big reason why I bring them on here. But it's just amazing those connections that you create even through technology. So within this, we, we speak about both of our histories regarding our own bodies, regarding our own sexuality, and we talk about the healing that has taken place for us to be the embodied women that we are today, to live in our truth, to live in our sacred sensuality. So of course, all the ways that you can find Rachel, that you can work with Rachel, is all in the show notes below, as well as how to get into the Breathe and Receive membership. Um, $25 a month gets you access to all the themes that have been uploaded within this past year because Breathe and Receive is officially a year old as well as brand new themes that are added to the library the first of every month. These themes help you connect with your body, mind, and spirit to create a very sacred and safe space within you, to feel home in your body, to come home to your truth, to be a woman or man that deeply belongs to themselves. These themes are accompanied with breathwork, meditations, EFT tapping, sound healing, Reiki healing journeys, and so much more. And for the whole month of October, the theme is Witchy Tips 101, which just gives you access to uh, different information about candle magic and how to work with herbs and how to work with the moon and how to even work with your bath to create magical rituals. So everything is in the show notes below, and without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. All right, everybody, let's give a big warm welcome to my friend Rachel Klein. She's a holistic life coach, and I think most importantly, women's sexuality and embodiment coach. Hi, hi, friend. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on here. We, of course, connected like on Instagram, but it was like an immediate connection. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was like, like I, I feel like as soon as we started chatting, like I just had known you forever. Yes, and, like, that's been friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Just like I just, 
I know you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's wild to me. Like, you know, like, you just have this innate knowing when you speak to other people. Like, okay, this isn't maybe the first lifetime we've done this or something along those lines. Yeah, which is such a beautiful gift of social media. It really helps us to connect with our it's sisters really- from all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, social media has given me such a community of women that I've been able to connect with across, I mean, across the globe, really. Yeah. And it's such a powerful thing being in community with other women. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I know that we're going to meet in person one day because we have we have a mutual friend. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and her and I have talked about doing something and me going out going out to, to your area. So we will meet in person. Yes. At one point. Our, our paths will collide in, in the physical reality. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> It'll be magical. Absolutely. So, Rachel, tell us about, like, what it is that you do. Because people might be like, well, what is a sexuality and an embodiment coach? <laughs> yeah. So, essentially, I help women to embody their inner goddess. And to connect with their sexuality in a way that um, helps them live a more radiant, embodied, powerful life Mm. from a place of just intuition and knowing and and deep self-love. Yeah. And that's so good. And it's so needed because... It really is. I don't know a single woman that doesn't have some sort of story around sex, um, whether it's her own sexuality or it just being kind of like for the man in the relationship if you are in a a heterosexual relationship um, or even just being shamed for being sexual, you know, like it's, or if we, and if we try to hide the sexuality, then we're prude. And it's just like, well, where, where do you want me to go? (laughs) And I think I've lived both of those paths in that my sexuality was never really my own. It didn't belong to me. It belonged to the man that I was dating. It belonged to, you know, the patriarchy at large. It just wasn't mine. And I felt I had to be the good girl, quote unquote, you know, and live in a way that men would look at me and like, oh, wow, you know, she's she's good. I mean, I could be who I wanted to be in the context of the relationship, but outside of that, my sexuality didn't belong to me. You know, I've always, I always ended up with men who felt that my sexuality was theirs. Yeah, absolutely. And then we get really good at faking <laughs> orgasms. <laughs> Girl, I didn't have a real mind-blowing body orgasms until I was in my 30s. And I'm, yeah. I'm 37 now. <laughs> you know, it wasn't about my pleasure. It was about, you know how can I please you so that you choose me and accept me because, you know, my power isn't my own. It's, it's yours. You know, I only have power if you give it to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so true. And it's, and this is like just deeply passed down to us as well. I remember, um, so my grandma, oh my goodness, I forget. Like she was born like in the earlier 1900s. Like, she lived through the Great Depression and everything. But there is this story that my grandma was not a virgin when she met my grandpa. And, right? Scandal! (laughs) Complete scandal. But he would apparently, like, publicly shame her for that. 
and I talk about this like Italian boy that my grandma was like really into and you can just tell like when I would growing up like my grandma was like this beaming ball of light to me right like I grew up next door to her she was everything to me mm -hmm. and ever since she's passed away and I've stepped into who I am today I I, I see her for like just who she like what she was really working through and right. you could just tell she shut she turned off her light and it was very kind of like taught to me and my sister that like sex is kind of just like for the guy it's just to get him to yeah. shut up and leave you alone and Absolutely. you know just lay there and, and take it and like I remember even like when like we were really into 90210 growing up and my grandma oh, yeah. like the makeout with, scenes. With my man. <laughs> <laughs> yes like the makeout like like French kissing scenes, my grandma would like always make a comment of how gross that was. So you could tell that like she totally shut off anything sexual inside of her, but it's also because she carried so much shame with it. And then yeah. for a long time, I carried a lot of shame and I had very unhealthy boundaries with sex. And mine more so was I need a guy to love me. So that means I need to have sex with him. And you know, then I end, I got pregnant really young you know, I, I mean, I got pregnant before I, I gave birth before I ever had an orgasm, right? Like, <laughs> that's wild to me. And I guess like birth is kind of an orgasm in itself, but right? Like, to not experience that until birth, like that's wild. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, just the the shame that you carry around, and then it always gets mirrored with not always, but a lot of times, at least for myself personally, it got mirrored with alcohol and drugs to like numb out, and it just continued to be this really disgusting spiral and I still today have to like and I'm married you know and I, we're happily married we have a very healthy relationship but I still have to like remind myself that like this is also about me like he's gonna get yep. his like I need to be vocal about what I want and what I need and like this like and reminding myself to be in my power not yeah disconnect and like hide away you know yeah oh I totally agree and I resonate so much with your story I feel like even though mine isn't really we didn't follow the same path, but it's very similar in that way where that sex, you know, wasn't for me. And I use sex as a teenager growing up and even into my twenties as a way to escape my body, you know, it drugs and I drank alcohol and I had a lot of sex with a lot of different men because that's how I was escaping myself, yeah. you know, and now, you know, that's my way to get into my body and to deeply, you know, honor myself and who I am. And now, you know, my pleasure is mine, mm -hmm. you know, do I share it with others? Absolutely. But it, the pleasure is mine first and foremost. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I wish I could go back with this mentality as well, because, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some men that I would not have chosen oh. to have slept with. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. But... Also, like, there's still plenty that I definitely would have still slept with. And I wish I would have came with this mentality instead of this, yeah. like, that I'm empowered. Like, I am sexy. I'm a goddess. Like, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important to to put out there of, like, it, it's a, if you want to sleep around, if you want to have one night stands, that's fine. But do it, like, right. in your power. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Don't do it to escape yourself. Do it because it feels empowering for you. It feels yeah. good to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I always enjoy, it's not that I didn't enjoy sex, 
I, I did. I've always been a very sexual person and, you know, I'm a Scorpio, you know, we are the embodiment of sex and sexuality and I've always been deeply connected to that, but in a, in a shameful way, you know, so although, you know, sex was always, I looked at for the man, like I did enjoy it too, just not in a way, and I didn't, really, I guess I really didn't know how to enjoy it then. Right. You know, I didn't know how to be in my body and I just spent so much time escaping my body that that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And how to, how to really enjoy it without like acting, without putting on a show. Like yeah. that's a big one too, especially, you know, so many of our men have grown up learning sex through porn. And mm-hmm. so they, they expect us to like put on this show and it's right. like, but I don't want to do that (laughs) yeah super bizarre but I get what you mean though because on it I started masturbating at a very 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 young age like I remember being like five and like I didn't know what I was doing of course Mm -hmm. but like my dad would catch me doing it and he would treat me really bad like he would shame me and then like the next day he would be like mad at me and would give me the silent treatment and so I kept doing it because it felt so good, right? But I did it in so much shame. Of course, like, I did it in secrecy because you should masturbate (laughs) privately. (laughs) But, yeah, it was was very, very shameful. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I have a similar experience with masturbation where I started really experimenting with my body at a very, very young age. You know, I remember... I had, I was maybe like seven or eight and one of my girlfriends, we would, we would touch each other because Mm -hmm. it felt good. Mm -hmm. And I remember our parents or her mother walked in on us one day and we were punished, you know, just because we were doing something that felt good to us. We didn't know like what it was or why we were doing it. It just felt good. And I remember always like, you know, um, having an attraction to women and never really fully exploring that because I felt so much shame around it until you know my late 20s where I'm like this is okay Mm -hmm. like I can do this and it doesn't mean anything about who I am Mm -hmm. it's just an an exploration of a different path of sexuality you know we're all human beings like you know it's just yeah it took me a long time to let go of those shame stories yeah I think the majority of us are more in like that flow state right like we're just we're just going to be attracted to who we're attracted to in that moment. And I think if a lot of men were really honest too, they would say the same thing. (laughs) And there's, you know, there's so much shame and stigmas around these labels that we've created, you know, and I, I, for a long time, I I identify with being bisexual Mm -hmm. and I don't even really put that label on myself I'm just a sexual human right you know and I started identifying well I'm queer you know and I'm like I just don't want to put a label on myself you know I want to just be able to flow with whatever I want to flow with and there have been periods of my life where I dated women and you know I'm in a period of my life now where although I still am attracted to women and I find women beautiful I'm just Mm -hmm. more attracted to men so Mm -hmm. there's no it's not that I'm not bisexual anymore I'm not queer anymore it's just whatever way I flow and I just is where I go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. And um, I I just got done reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Have you read that yet? Oh my gosh. What a gem book. Yes. uh, And it came at the perfect time for me and everything I've been experiencing lately. 
holy cow just so so good and she talks a lot about you know like releasing the labels and how when she then you know got into a uh, same-sex relationship and then married her uh, people were just like so obsessed with like so are you gay now like are you bisexual right, and right. even um glennon spoke about I don't think it was in the book. I also, like, I finished the book yesterday, and then I watched something that, like, Reese Witherspoon did with her. So I, I'm right. getting the two mixed up. But, um, you know, she, I guess she, like, sat down with Abby and was like, we're not getting up from this table until we figure out who I am <laughs> and, like, what I am now, you know? But then it's just, like, it's not really even important. <laughs> right. Does it really even matter? Like, mm -hmm. does it matter? Like, if you're in a loving, intimate, healthy, you know, beautiful, growing container – what does it matter if it's with a man or a woman? Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's funny. I, you know, I obviously don't know them personally, but you know, you I watch uh, Glennon and uh, Abby on their Instagram, and I aspire to have a relationship in the way that they do. Oh, you know, it's beautiful, open and honest, and you know, loving and kind, mm -hmm. and it's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I am yeah. like. Uh, I'm all about their marriage. <laughs> oh, goodness. And like, and I just keep, I, I like keep thinking about, you know, like our grandparents and our parents who raised us and who put so much shame on us. But then we think about how much shame was put on them and how like the, these cages that they were placed in. Right. And so everything became so uncomfortable. And even like the thought of like exploring pleasure or exploring multiple sex partners or whatever it may be, just made them freak out. And just all they knew was just to react. Right. Yeah. All they knew yeah. how, was to respond like in that fear. And I think it's amazing because just the way that we're evolving now, um, and not, but not saying that we're perfect by any means, but like our generation, we're really uncovering a lot of like our traumas, a lot of these stigmas, and we're learning how to release these stories. Yes. And like, and then now we're teaching the next generation of just more how to, how to be more free. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's beautiful. And I believe that then like our kids' kids are just gonna, I don't know what they're gonna be, but they're just gonna be like just seriously just like light beams. <laughs> yeah, it's funny actually you say that yesterday I went over, I had dinner with my family and my sister just had a baby. Mm. She's four months old and I'm like oh. playing with her. Yes, yeah, oh, she's the light of my life, my little niece, my mm. first niece. But, you know, we, I was playing with her and my sister kind of jokingly looked at me. She's like, do you want to start teaching her about orgasms now? Because maybe now's a good time to start. And I'm like, no, what? You're right. <laughs> you know, like we're gonna start with this young about how sexual freedom really works. You know, yes. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because you know, growing up, you know, my parents got divorced when I was a little girl. I was like six years old, and my mother was a single woman and went out and you know had sex with men and dated men, and I hated her for it. Mm. I, you know, like I didn't understand what she was doing, and I spent most of my life looking at you know, what she was doing and who she was as being dirty and wrong because, you know, like a woman should only be with one man. And that's, you know, what I learned from movies and from fairy tales. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I had a lot of, you know, shame around that, you know, and her, and it never occurred to me that maybe she had her own sexual trauma, you know, growing up. And that there was just so much that I disliked about the way my mother acted because I didn't understand it. And, you know, now looking back, like I see it as empowering. Like she took the time to, you know, after being married for 10 plus years, 
to explore and there's nothing wrong with that you know and I had to do a lot of work and forgiving my mother for a lot of things yeah. but to see her as a human and you know I think also healing my relationship to my mother and to other women really helped me tap into my own sexual freedom mm-hmm. you know the more I forgave her the more I forgave other women the more I forgave myself you know the deeper I went into my you know my own sexuality yeah yeah even like in church right one of the first stories that we're all taught is Adam and Eve and yeah. literally we're told that like Eve's desires is what like pretty much fucked us all up <laughs> how dare Eve have a desire and she and she and Adam was perfect right and it was Eve that like persuaded him I'm like please <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And that taught us like you know you know uh, in our ancestral lines to not honor our desires yeah. You know, if we really sat down and like tapped into what our desires are, you know, how would that change our lives? Mm-hmm. You know, how would that change the way we show up in our bodies and in, you know, in the bedroom? If we really got clear on what our desires were, we're okay with them and accepted them. Yes, exactly. So you tell me about that. Like what has transformed in your life since you oh, have God. been healing your sexuality and, and allowing your desires to lead you? Well, I come also from a background of bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time, um, I mean, I spent every minute of every second of every day dissecting my body and what I was eating and who and how I looked. And I spent so much time in my head. You know, I just was never in my body. And it took a long, you know, I spent so many years there and so much time focusing on what I looked like on the outside um, that my sexuality just really wasn't that important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had sex, I had boyfriends, I had great sex, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just wasn't really deeply tapped into my sexuality. And, uh, you know, it took, excuse my cat, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um you know, once I finally left the bodybuilding world, like I kind of felt this weird sense of, of, I guess I was lost in my own, in my own shell, my own vessel. And I really, um, I knew there was more, I knew there was just something inside me was just starting to like a light was just starting to flicker inside me. And I just knew there was more to investigate. And, um, it actually really started it. I mean, this is also very recent for me also. Um, you know, I had been coaching for a while, but I hadn't really found like a niche for myself. And then um, once quarantine started, the book um, Pussy, mm-hmm. a reclamation, kind of fell into my lap. And like, I remember reading it and like every word, I was like, wow, like what? Like, I mean, just something awoken inside me Mm -hmm. and I really started that's when I really started to tap into my sexuality and heal the relationship I had with my pussy and um the more that I did that the more I learned how to be inside my body and to be a sexual being I mean the confidence that I started to rate I mean I was literally radiating I mean I would remember like I would run into people and they'd be like you are literally glowing like what is it that you're doing and I'm like orgasms <laughs> all of the orgasms lots of them yes mm-hmm. you know it really changed the way I showed up um in my friendships and my relationships and just the way I carried myself in the world you know I went from 
living in my head to really loving and living in the experience of being inside my body, you know, and uh, it's just been incredible the way I show up for myself, you know, the way I treat myself, the, to be able to set boundaries for myself and actually honor them. Mm -hmm. You know, I now view myself as a feminine, wild, radiant goddess, you know, and I own that and I accept that and I'm not like timid about it. Like, oh, well, yeah, I like that. It's cool. You know, like I'm, I'm embodied and that feels powerful. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That book Pussy changed my freaking life. I think every woman should have, Pussy and Untamed, go out now, buy them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I can really relate a lot to your story as well. I was a, I began my journey as a personal trainer and yeah, like in the gym every day, like really focused on, on what I looked like and not so more of a sense of how I feel right and it was just outward all outward nothing inward all masculine yes yeah and even I was like I started to get into meditation and yoga and all of that but still all in that masculinity structure of it all and yeah like pussy was a huge book for me to just help me guide me from my head and into my body and allow my womb which so many cultures the mayan culture being one of them the womb they believe to be like the center of the woman you know it's like it's a space where you hear it all you feel it all like you you can you deeply know yourself and Mm -hmm. and once i started to enter down into my body and anchor here and allowing that to like move me and how how I dress, how I move that day, how I show up, like everything just started to change. I stopped giving a fuck really and just started Absolutely. Yeah, yes. And just that, like, I think that would, that's the most empowering thing. I literally stopped giving a fuck what anybody thought about the way I operated, the way I showed up, the way I lived yes. my life because it was for me. It is for me. It's for nobody else. Yes. That's like the truest liberation is just living for you and like there uh like this the divine exists within the body everything exists within here you know like when when we when I say things of like living for self it's not forget everything outside of you but it's just it's all in here right like you don't need to look outside of you for anything it's all within here Yeah, I mean, I used to search and search for all the answers. You know, I read every book. I would search the web. And it's like, it didn't, it took me a long time to realize that all I had to do was to really just get quiet and drop into my body. And the answers were always there. Yeah. But to quiet that mind and to really, you know, get into the womb space and to get into my body, to listen to my pussy, to, to know what an embodied yes feels like and what an embodied no feels like was so important. You know, because I wanted somebody else to tell me, like, what's the decision I make? You know, what is, what's, what should I do? And all I really had to do was, was listen, Mm -hmm. you know, and tapping into my femininity and my divinity, you know, helps me to really hear myself, you know, to hear my intuition, to know what a yes, what a fuck yes feels like in my body. Yeah. You know? To live authentically. Absolutely. It only comes from within. 
and yeah. you know I and I go between like the womb space and the heart space and what it just kind of like how I'm feeling that day you know it's, it's but it's right. all embodied right mm-hmm. like no matter what and, and it's all connected yeah I, I read something the other day and it was um about like if I'm not like present in my body and present with my breath and like what's the point right right you know it's so true our life goes by so fast we're only here for a short time and I mean yes I believe in multiple lives and that we live you know I believe in reincarnation but one what if that's not true (laughs) and two still we're still here in like this body this life and it's gonna go by so fast so why would we want to spend all this time seeking outward and worried out here and stressing when it's all like everything can be found in here and it's right right it's beautiful i spend so much time alone and that's completely by choice <laughs> because yeah. it just oh, i feel so good to just be here yeah and that's the thing like i i love my own company i love what i love the experience of being me you know, and it took me a really long time to get here, but I, I honestly wouldn't, you know, people have asked the question, you know, what would you tell your younger self? How would you do it differently? And to be honest, I wouldn't, you know, maybe it took me a little bit longer to find my path and to find this level of freedom, but my journey has been so interesting and so wild and weird and incredible. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, Sorry, my <laughs> my cats are like knocking shit over. <laughs> but you know, and that's another you know, like, and it's so funny to me because you know, the goddess in in ancient times. I mean, she was worshipped. Mm-hmm. You know, people came. You know, the everybody came to the goddess to to find out everything and you know for wis- deep wisdom. And it wasn't until you know the patriarchy took over that it was no longer a thing. And I as I've gotten deeper into my sexuality and deeper into my embodiment. I can feel those archetypes within me. You know, I can feel that maiden, that, you know, the mother. I I feel that so deeply. And it's, it's just such an incredible connection to make, you know, that, you know, our ancestors were these incredible, beautiful, wise women, Mm -hmm. you know, men soldiers went to the goddesses you know after they came to war to heal you know like it was the women that were that were worshipped you know and i feel like i live more from that place of just divine wisdom and it's been it's so incredible to me yeah oh i'm so obsessed with her story oh me too it's it's like oh my gosh yes even like god has been considered female longer than male. Um, yeah. Mother yeah. God worship is actually like the oldest religion that there is. Yeah. And it's pretty much why, I'm not going to say for all, but like why so many women went and became nuns because they were still able to worship a female God without being killed for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's ugh, so powerful. Oh my goodness. And even, um, I've heard that's why even sweat tents were created because men wanted to be able to release every month the same way that women do. I mean, not the same way, but you know, they're right. sweating their it out, mm-hmm. you know, in their way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's amazing to connect with all these layers of ourself. And I totally feel that when you feel yourself connected to the archetypes, like 
So, you know, something like that COVID, the quarantine did gift me was getting even more curious about being out in nature. And so I, we started our own garden this year and I started to do some foraging this year as well. And I'm still very much like a beginner forager, but just working with like some white pine, nettle, dandelions, it just like <laughs> awakened something within me. I just felt so connected and immersed in in all of it. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can, it was almost like I could like experience like my ancestors all in, in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the quarantine and COVID, uh, you know, while it had its own, you know, troubles and whatnot, it was so deeply healing and nourishing for me because I did get to spend so much time, you know, outside and connecting to Mother Earth and really connect and by connecting to Earth, connecting to my own womb and really getting being able to connect to my to my cycle mm-hmm. and you know that the wisdom that is there for for women to tap into has is so incredible i mean most people look at their their periods their cycle as, as dirty and shameful and it's just like something to bear and you know oh my god it's worse you're a bit all these things that like come along with it but like when you really get to know your body and you get to honor your cycles i mean there is so much healing in that yeah you know, the amount of time I've spent barefoot outside, naked, you know, giving my blood back to the earth, to, you know, just is, and I know some people probably think that's wild and weird, but it's so, it, it connects me to the greater, the greater, you know, macrocosm of the world. Like we are all connected, especially, you know, women are just, you know, women who spend time together are, their cycles flank out, you know, it's just, we are all so connected. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've had, um, there, I've had like several podcasts before on, on, on this channel about like your cycles and honoring your seasons and all of that. Um, my ex business par- partner, like removed all of them. <laughs> so I'm going to, no I'm, I'm going to have to re-record. But yes, yes, exactly. And I do think that it is like a gift, you know, because when I did record those, I mean, this podcast will be two years old on Halloween this year. And I mean, but who I was two years ago was completely different. Like she was not like healed and am I healed now no I mean I don't think that we're ever like healed but like she was still pretty um lost you know so yeah yeah. all right so maybe it's a gift yeah yeah kind of do it as who you are today right right exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I'm like oh my goodness those practices are just they've been outside with your period and, and connecting with your blood. And even um, I have another interview coming up. I don't know if it'll be before or after this, but she even says, she talks about this as well. And she says, at least like, if you want to start somewhere, at least start with just like touching your blood. Just get comfortable with touching it. Like yeah. that's it. Cause even I mean, some women are so freaked and men too. Men <sighs> are so freaked out by a woman's blood. Like it's, they're like, oh God, I won't, t-. you know, like, listen, everyone has their own personal preference. Not everyone has to have sex when they're on their period, but I mean, it's really beautiful and it's really fucking sexy and like lube, hello. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, it's funny because I used to be so, when I was competing in bodybuilding, I was so just, and it's funny because I was a bodybuilder. I was training my body to look a certain way, yet 
I was so disconnected from my body, mm-hmm. you know, and there was a point in time where I lost my period because I was so lean. So for I, almost three years, I didn't have my period, yeah. you know, and when I finally got that, got my period back, I, I, I mean, I remember just hysterically crying and being like, wow, like, I feel like a woman again, you know, yeah. and... <laughs> Once I finally got my period back is when I really started to connect with my body again. And I was like, wow, like it is an incredible thing to be able to menstruate and have my cycle and to connect with myself in these ways. And, you know, the more I've embodied myself, the more I learned about my cycle and the archetypes throughout and connecting with the moon. And it's, it's been such an incredible journey inwards and, you know, now, like, whereas before I would like, I really didn't know what my cycle was going on. I would just think that, you know, whatever's happening with my body, like, I don't know, it's just whatever, it's whatever. And like, now like I can look at my, you know, like I keep track of it. I look at a calendar, you know, what am I feeling? How, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I look, I arrange my business kind of how along my cycles, you know, when do I create? When do I go inwards? When do I do, you know, accounting stuff? You know, it's, Living my life with my cycle has has been also very healing and so healing. Yeah. Yeah. You're no longer like trying to force anything. You're just surrendering and allowing yourself to really go with that flow. Oh, yeah. The beautiful thing about being in your feminine and is being able to go with the flow and to surrender to what's what's happening inside yes. of you. Yeah. And it just like that, it's like magic. Your cramps start to go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I never really had um, painful periods. Okay. I've been very lucky in that way. But the more I get to know my body, the more pleasure I give myself, the more mm-hmm. I masturbate, the more orgasms I have, the less cramps I have. I mean, I be- very rarely even... I know I'm getting my period because I'm in tune with my body, but mm-hmm. like those symptoms that I used to get of extreme ups and downs of emotions and, you know, insane cramps, they are very light to almost non-existent. You know, I think orgasms, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the answer. Orgasms for everything. Literally the answer to everything. Yeah. Would you say, too, that after getting into your body more, into your womb, has that changed how you move your body now, too? Has it changed like your exercise? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, now I look – now I, I actually, like, I have my workouts and my training where I'm – you know, I do my structured workouts, but then there's movement, which mm-hmm. is completely separate. Movement is, is erotic energy. You know, I love moving my body. You know, I remember – when I first started kind of like experimenting with different kinds of movement, I felt weird and silly. I'm like, I don't know how to dance. Like, what am I doing? But like the more I just let go of those stories and just dropped into my body movement, you know, erotic dance, you know, it's become such an important um, modality in, in my daily, my daily life, Yeah, you know, movement. And it's just, I feel like a goddess. Yes. 
You yeah. know, I could just close my eyes and drop into the beat of the music and just feel my body. And in that in itself, can, I can orgasm from that. Like just mm -hmm. being so deeply in my pleasure, you know, and that's also something that I've learned is that pleasure doesn't mean, you know, going into my bedroom, masturbating and having an orgasm. You know, I've been, I, I can find pleasure in almost everything that I do and everything that surrounds me mm -hmm. because I'm living from this place of eroticism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. living in. I say often, like I'm. Oh, I live in a place of turn on. You know, and that doesn't mean that I'm always horny or that I'm ready to have sex all the time. It just means that, like, my my body and energetically, you know, is alive. Yeah, you know, I I can look around me and see beauty, and even when I'm in in dark spaces. You know, I can still find pleasure there. I can still find beauty there because of the way I embody pleasure in my daily life. Mm, I so agree. And then you're just like yeah. open and receiving and surrendered. Yes. Yeah. Even like I clean out my cat cat's litter box like when I'm done with my morning practice. And so I always even try to like see how much I can carry it with me even to doing that job, right? Of like, can I still be in pleasure and embodied while... Yeah. doing this <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I you know i'm washing the dishes i'm doing laundry and like i i i'm very tactile you know i touch my clothes and i touch the water and like i let those sense you know i let my senses just kind of take over and yeah. just you know it sounds so whatever and woo woo but like it makes such a difference in my life you know yes. like i i love living in a place of pleasure mm -hmm. exactly you know and yeah. Yeah. And you're just like slowing down. You're present. You're experiencing your life. I just um, watched something on YouTube. I forget. I it was, My sister sent me the video. I have no idea who the woman is. I can, I'll link it in the show notes below. She was really interesting, but she was just talking about how, you know, the switch from like 3D to 5D and how a lot of us even are experiencing kind of like short-term memory loss. And it's a lot, a lot of it's because what we're doing is we are experiencing, um, we're not being completely conscious of the moment. And so it's hard for us to like remember things. It's hard for us to, you know, like usually our biggest or strongest memories are going to be like big events that have happened. Um, right. but if we lived more consciously, more presently, more like in like kind of like the 5d in a sense, we can begin to really have these memories of just like smelling the rose, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, in nature and just, we're really connecting. And so it's even, it's just so much more than just being and pleasure, you know, it, it, I, I just want to like say that for people who may just still be struggling with the word pleasure or, you know, to, to have an orgasm or whatever. It's just being present, like just living your life, being here, not there and not behind you, but right here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important, you know, like pleasure and orgasm, you know, like living an orgasmic life doesn't mean you're running around having orgasms all day, like yeah. it means sitting down and really being present with the sensations in your body. It's feeling the wind on your cheek as it blows and just mm. allowing that sensation to live in your body. You know, it's sitting, I'm sitting on this couch and feeling that my legs touch the, you know, the fabric, the fabric that's on my skin and just, you know, really feeling in my body what that sensation is like. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be this grand practice of, 
whatever. It can be the very tiniest little things that you add, that you pay attention to throughout your day that invites in a little bit more pleasure. Yes. You know, I think a lot of people don't really feel safe in their bodies and they don't know how to be in their bodies. So this concept of living in pleasure is so foreign, you know, and there are so many little things that you could do before, you you know, I didn't just wake up one day and like, wow, my whole life is an (laughs) orgasm. Like, you know, it took a lot of unlearning, you know, stories that I had and unpacking shame and trauma and just starting very small, like with just simple breathing. Yeah. You know, it's the simplest tools that are the most useful. It's just getting, you know, feeling your breath in your, you know, in your body and just being with it for a few moments and really understanding what it's like to drop into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all these things, like you don't have to go out and find, they're all right here for us. They're within us. It's what we ha- carry with us. Like our breath, the breath is so powerful. Um, yeah. You know, everybody knows I'm obsessed with the breath <laughs> and it's just, it's. Your breath work has changed my life. I literally listen to your breath work, you know, meditations almost every day and your breathing, you know, membership. I'm that obsessed with you. <laughs> I love that so much. I uh, like that breath work is, yes, it's everything. It's mm-hmm. I mean, you need three minutes. Yeah. For real. Minutes, yep. To really fit with your breath. And, you know, like if that, if anyone wants to start somewhere, like that's a great place to start. Yeah. It's just noticing your breath. Yes. It's all there with you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a simple tool. We take that for granted so much. It's one of my biggest pet peeves like with the medical industry of just people going into the doctor and getting their anti-anxiety meds and all of that. And I'm not against any medications at all. I do, you know, I believe that they are very, very, very useful. I believe in them. But at the same time, like the doctor never asks you, how do you breathe? Right. Yeah. And we can talk about diet and exercise and all of that, but really though, your breath, because if it's going to be short and rapid, like your body is always going to be in fight or flight. But if Mm -hmm. it's long and deep, you're stimulating the vagus nerve and the vagus nerve is stimulating the parasympathetic and it's slowing you down and you can literally heal that nervous system with just the deeper breath. Yeah, I think that's such an important modality for healing is to learn how to self-regulate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have be able to do that for yourself without searching for something else, you know, with your breath, with movement, with sound. You know, it's, you know, people think that they need some extreme plan of healing when we really, it's, it's very simple to just get in, you know, it's simple, not always easy, but it's, it's right there inside us always. Yeah. Yes. All right. I don't want to end this conversation, but I know (laughs) we could talk all day. Anchor is going to kick me off soon. (laughs) That's the podcast app. But so before we finish up, how, how do you work with individuals? Like how would somebody know that they, you know, are ready to come to you? if you are ready to feel that radiance inside yourself, if you're ready to really tap in to your feminine knowing and want to level up in your life, um, I'm available for one-to-one coaching. Um, I will have a program coming out probably later this year. I'll do more on that, you know, at a later date, but for right now I'm offering one-to-one membership, uh, mentorship. So Mm -hmm. I'm open and available. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And like, that one-to-one is so 
magical. I mean. Yeah, because it gives us a chance to really um, intuitively kind of, you know, formulate a session to you. Whereas a group program, you know, it's kind of like it's a curriculum, but, you know, there's a certain format you're following. But I like the one-to-one sessions because we can kind of take it along whatever course it may lead us down. And I can, you know, give you homework based on your specific needs or what you're specifically going through. And I meet you where you're at in your current journey. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah, yeah. it's it, you're always met where you're at, right? Like I think that some people hear about coaching and mentoring and they're just like, oh my God, but like I am not ready to go from – still healing the trauma in my womb to having right. like mind-blowing epic sex right and it's like but we're not gonna get you there in one right. session we're gonna start where exactly. you're at yeah exactly exactly i always meet you know clients where they're at in their journey and take them you know where they're looking to go and that may take you know a little bit of time but you know i'm not gonna we're not gonna just dive into you know the big stuff before really getting into the little stuff mm-hmm mm-hmm so good. So all of Rachel's information, Instagram, how to get a hold of her, everything is going to be in the show notes below. Um, yeah. Anything that you would like to say before we close out? Uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, I wish we could talk all day, but no, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it was so amazing. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to have to chat again about cycles and archetypes and all that amazing oh. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Or just, and we'll just oh have to chat goodness. more in general as well. Cause this is fantastic. Yeah. So much juice goodness. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lauren.